Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have, well, of course, we have Justin McTeer, co-host. And then we have Matt Koch. Hey. Did I say it right? You did. Okay, Matt great. Koch. And let's see if I can hit Charles' is right. Charles Belnavis. That's good. I still yeah. don't <laughs> say his last name. I've done it for years. <laughs> so we're going to talk more about uh, art uh, today because we have a lot of great artists in the room today. So, But we still want to touch base on how you got into fishing and uh, kind of how you got into the whole tournament fishing a little. So we'll start off with how did you get into fishing when you were younger? Um, my dad uh, my dad started me into fishing in the, uh, I guess it was the early 70s. You know, I'm, I'm 51. Mm-hmm. And um, he took us, you know, I remember the first fish I caught. I was in uh, Indian Guides, which was like, I guess, Boy Scouts back then. But we went camping at El Dorado Park, and uh, while they were drinking beer and doing all the dads were drinking beer, (laughs) I was, yeah, I had a little Zebco, uh, whatever it was, a little push button, and I had figured out how to flip it out there seven or eight feet, and I caught a bluegill. I remember the rod tip going down. I remember winding the fish in. It was a bluegill, you know, it was a nice bluegill because they put it in the ice chest, and (laughs) I remember the, the igloo ice chest was just... Top to bottom, beer and ice, except my fish was like center place in that. In there that, you go. Uh, oh, nice. And then, yeah, then my mom uh, fried it up with some eggs the next morning, and I ate uh, fried bluegill, which was pretty good. That was, that's, that's the very first fish I ever caught. That's cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. So did that get you? So your dad didn't fish before? No, he did. Um, he would take my brother uh, albacore fishing once or twice a year mm-hmm. on the sport boats in, in San Diego, and um, he. Uh, he never took me, but, you know, by the time, I don't know, I was always, I mean, since that bluegill, I was always just wanting to go to the pier, wanting to go to the rocks, whatever. Yeah. And um, I never got to go albacore fishing with him, but um, albacore are fish that used to show up here for the people that don't know. <laughs> we used to catch them. But um, anyways, uh, they, uh, they, they my, my brother went fishing with him a couple times, albacore fishing, and we would go. I, I don't know, the mountains and fish trout and the streams and all that shit. And um, I was just, I was always just 
with my face to the water looking wow. for ponds or creeks or any little gutter areas to drop a, a, a hook and a worm in. So, uh-huh. yeah. And, and what about, uh, so as you became like a teenager, I uh, was fishing, I fished, I fished all the way through. I, I never quit fishing. Never quit fishing. No, I would fish, uh, my dad, um, my dad, you know, was, he was just a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So he, he hung out at the bar and I would go to Cerritos Regional Park. I'd ride my bike to, I lived in La Palma. That was right down the street yeah. from there, yeah. I, I grew up in Buena Park, but I lived in La Palma, went through my teenage years and, um, I'd ride my bike down to Cerritos Regional, and in like 1980, 81, Cerritos Regional was like just a magical fishery. Really? I mean, you would see green bass. We, you know, we largemouth. We call them green bass. Yeah. Now, but we'd see largemouth bass and big schools of bluegill. And wow, um, there was, you know, there was like reeds and and just. There was, you know, a handful of people fishing and big frigging catfish. Yeah. And the park was clean. And um, I have I have yet to ever see uh, a park get stocked with fish. I've never seen it. I know it happens. I've never been there for that. It just seemed like a natural fishery to me. Yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they, um, I mean, I caught my first largemouth bass on a four-inch electric uh, blue uh, plastic worm. Wow. That I read about in a uh, a Bassmasters magazine, and um, I caught it at Cerritos Regional. And I caught three that day, wow. and I put them on my metal clip stringer, and I took them home and fried them up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were delicious. Uh, yeah. I, I got three bites. I caught all three fish with a, a little Daiwa, uh, you know, uh, travel pack rod, and um, that was just I was done after that. Um, wow! Yeah, that was great. That was great. And when did you uh, start calico fishing more? And and uh... I mean, I I, I calico fished uh, just incidentally while fishing the sport boats um, in the in the early eighties. Not focusing on calicos, I was just fishing with you know an anchovy. Yeah, because we didn't have sardines back then, or we had just straight anchovy. Mm-hmm. And you know, periodically we'd fish the the horseshoe kelp and. Um, We'd get calicos or, or, you know, yellowtail or barracuda and bonito and all that stuff would show up. I mean, again, back then the the fishery was different than it is now. Yeah. There was there was visible kelp at the horseshoe kelp at certain spots. There was um, the sport boats. Um, the sport boats were uh, pretty packed. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I'd always want to get, you know, you'd call in and make reservations and I'd want whatever color number 17 or whatever <laughs> and um but we'd fish calico bass barracuda i it didn't really matter it all went in the sack whatever so, bit right? yeah yeah <laughs> I, but, but 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 calico fishing um in uh, late 80s i started working at save on tackle uh-huh. in santa fe springs in 87 and i worked there for two years and um the rod wrapper there quit the guy that had been there for 20-something years, his name was Ernie Brooks, who was, to me, the original fish painter. That guy okay. is the shit really? for fish painting. Yeah, he's unbelievable. But did he help you actually get no. into more artwork? Or you already no, he, he, um, he uh, I didn't even, I knew I liked to draw a little bit back then. Yeah. But uh, he, he was painting these crazy fish paintings on fishing rods, and he would paint these just, he could paint photorealism, but then his specialty was... Uh, Disney 
Robert uh, or David Disney or Ed Roth style monstery fish yeah. with big eyeballs and teeth and shit. Yeah. And that always just, I mean, that was just cool. what I was, I was collecting monster cards when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I loved that stuff. So uh, he was the first, Bernard, first person I ever saw that put a snarl on a yellowfin tuna. Yeah. Um, and anyways, but anyways, so I wrapped rods there. Uh-huh. Horrible, horrible, horrible rap rap rap. Just total garbage because oh, I had man. no idea what I was doing. But, yeah. but my boss, Paul Portnoff, uh, said, Well, here, wrap this because, you know, we have to keep in business. So I learned and there was no internet. And I, I mean, I screwed up just I, every rod. Was, every rod that I ever wrapped was horrible. So, um, but uh, I, uh, one of the guys, one of the customers there, he would hang out, one of the, the other kids, and we would go fish. Um, some of the Redondo boats, Redondo Special, whatever, and sometimes they'd load up on brown bait, and we'd go fish off the, ro- the some rock out in front of the harbor, and uh-huh. you know loop calico bass pretty pretty well there. So that was you know, and then we we would get a group together from Save on Tackle and charter up and go fish out of Point Warnimi, <clears throat> and um, uh, fish mostly mostly calico bass, and it was primarily bait fishing. I mean, yeah. we weren't we weren't we were fishing Worm King, you know, too, yeah. but. Um, but it was mostly, you know, brown bait or, or anchovy or whatever. Yeah. Maybe Obamer, Bomber and Squid was a big one back then. With yeah. A, a Sabre, you know, 270 with two or three inches cut off the tip and, <laughs> and a 501 with 20 pound blue, a blue Iser line was, was the deal. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you got older, you started uh, getting more competitive tournament fishing. I, um, you know, um, I had Eric uh, Landisfeen mm-hmm. is my has been my fishing partner for ten years, wow. and I've known him. I met him at Save on Tackle. He was just a deckhand that worked, I think, on the Toronado or the Victory. I think it was a Victory uh-huh. back then. And we would come there and um, just shoot the shit. And we, you know, we got along. He was he was he was funny, and uh, we'd just talk shit. <laughs> and um, but I didn't see him once I quit Fairview. Once I quit uh, Save on Tackle, uh-huh. I started working for the state. And um, I didn't see him for, God, 20 years or so. And then I had a booth at the Fred Hall Show selling my artwork. And I saw this uh, guy show up that looked really familiar. And we started talking, and it was him. How much longer was that? That was like 20 years ago. I mean, 20, year, 20 years after I had seen him. I, oh, I, no way. I quit, I quit in 89. <clears throat> And I started working at, at a state developmental center um, from 89. And then on my side, I would, I would paint, you know, for the last few years. And um, it was, I still recognized him. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit. And he goes, oh, yeah. And that's from Savon. And wow, then um, we started fishing uh, the Southern Cal. We fished the weekends. The, we fished uh, um, sand bass and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided I called him up one night. I was at work, and I said, "You know, I think I'm going to buy a, uh, I think I'm going to buy like a used skiff and uh, maybe fish the break wall." Yeah, you know, because I've seen posts of. Uh, um, well, I, I actually had a boat in '92. I bought a, a Bay Runner. Okay, I bought a, a 1983 Bay Runner. That cool. was my my first boat that I've had. And, uh-huh. It was twenty seven hundred dollars. It was just, it was a beater, but it was my <laughs> fish. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, and it let worked, me back right? up. Yeah, but here's the back. Here, I, I'm blacking out here. So uh, in '92, I bought the Bay Runner, mm-hmm. and uh, it was called the Velvet Elvis. <laughs> and after you know the big paintings in Mexico, yeah. and um, 
we t- we take it up to Point Furman or we take it up to Portuguese Bend and and uh, Palos Verdes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we would get like sardines or mackerel. We'd jig up mackerel and we'd go and fish the calicos on big jig sticks, big ten foot jig sticks. Mm-hmm. And um, just you know, you throw out a, a mackerel in the kelp and um, catch you know five or six seven pound calico bass. Wow! And we'd eat them every, every <laughs> single one of them was eaten. And I mean my buddy mike probably had a nine or a ten pound fish that we we, wow. we ate yeah we didn't let any fish go back then yeah i mean no yeah that was just the way it was <laughs> yeah and then uh so that was my first boat anyway so fast forward uh i told eric that i wanted to buy a little skiff and he goes yeah you know you ever think about I, i'd be interested in something like that so yeah um we uh we ended up shopping for a skiff, and we found uh, maybe three weeks later we found a little seventeen foot Key West uh, flats boat. Yeah, that was I don't know what it was uh, three thousand twenty six hundred twenty one hundred. I don't remember what it was, but um, it needed re- rewiring, and we uh, did that, and we fished it for about a year, and then we upgraded to another boat. Oh, mm-hmm. and we, we did fish one tournament with that, and we got second place. What tournament was that? Um, Benny Florentino had, uh, was working at Chili's Restaurant, and he was doing a um, a charity tournament. I don't remember what it was called, but um, we went and fished uh, the Bubbles area off Huntington, and okay. uh, just like total ding-dongs. Um, you know, we both were sport boat people. So how are you fishing, how are you fishing bass with just artificials? I mean, Eric was pretty dialed in with that, but it's different when you fish a skiff as opposed to having the captain find all the spots. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we fished this big, broad area called the bubbles area and we got a couple of big sand bass and we had second place and wow. that was great. Yeah. And then we bought a, um, we bought a, uh, a brand new boat at the Long Beach boat show. A uh, Blazer Bay, an eighteen six uh, Blazer Bay. It's a boat from Florida, mm-hmm. and um, we started fishing the SWBA. Wow, that's so a, that's a big, it's a big spiel there. Sorry, I was really <laughs> rambling. <laughs> no, no, it's all I'm good pretty shy. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get you talking, you're good yeah, to go. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me get some, let me get some water here. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> and what was your best placing when you did SWBA? Um. You know, the first year, um, we uh, we fished the Santa Barbara event, and it was the first time they held the event up there in uh, in Santa Barbara, and we got first place there. Eric's first fish was nine something. I mean, wow. it, it was it was a fucking cow cod with <laughs> with checkers. It was nine two wow nine. Four, I don't know what it was, but it was a. It filled our fucking live well. I know that. <laughs> we we I, I, I netted it, and I'm just like I just don't even recognize that as a bass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just filled our our one scoop tank. Wow. And then uh, he filled the limit after that. Uh, I had one bite, <laughs> and I just you know I was completely in left field. I don't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. and um, you know Eric is. Eric is just a naturally confident fisherman. He he doesn't. He's always paying attention mm-hmm. and um, always always thinking and thinking thinking, except not actively visually thinking. Mm-hmm. He just you know 
has confidence that he's going to catch a fish, and then he catches fish. Yeah. So me, on the other hand, I tweak out on shit. I think I'm questioning. Like, oh my god, there was like I think there was five uh, extra red flakes in the tail of that one swim bait. <laughs> I, you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. All that stuff's a bunch of nonsense, and that's. But I, I, I don't do that as bad as I used to. Yeah. But it is a bunch of garbage. <laughs> yeah. But he just naturally fucking. Goes, oh, well, I don't give a shit, and he goes out there and he catches fish. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you have a, uh, what's your big calico again? Um, I got a 10 pound calico bass. Uh, it was on a, um, I think it was a Boga grip scale. I forget what we had, but we were fishing uh, South County, South Orange County. I think it was Corona Del Mar. And we were, I think we were pre-fishing for the Dana Point event, I mm-hmm. believe. I, I don't, because it was, it was, uh, fuck, it was years ago. Uh-huh. And, um, we were fishing really tight to the beach there, some rocky area. I know Eric will remember the the depth. He'll remember the current. He'll remember what I had tied. <laughs> I remember what I had tied on. Yeah, uh, he'll say it was something else, but I remember it was a. Um, it was. I think it was a uh, a six inch big hammer. And it was a color called Larry's Heron. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's a real dark swim bait. Uh-huh. And um, I just cast up into the fucking white water, and, <laughs> and I was bumping that thing across the bottom, and I got bit, and I wound on it, and I pretty much brought it right to the boat, and I go, Eric, what do you think of that one? And it was just laying there in the water, and you know, I didn't recognize it as anything, but maybe like a seven or eight. Yeah, nine, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, he scooped it up, and he's like, you know. Jesus, you know, he's just saying all the shit. And so I'm like, yeah, that is a big one. That was like, yeah. it was like 26 and something inches. It was a big bass. Yeah. Um, it wasn't real fat though. It wasn't real fat, but it was, it was a big fish. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was my biggest, but it wasn't my best, you know. Like your best catch you remember? No, the best, the best one was, was during a tournament and that was, Pretty fucking dynamite and intense. I'm sure. During uh, it was in a 30 minute period where we went from zero to second place in 30 minutes. <laughs> in the last like 30 minutes of, of fishing time, that was just what best. tournament was that? That was an SWBA that was out of Long Beach, and the coast had just been sucking. It was just really shitty fishing, and um, we had fished all these sand bass spots, and I was just sick of sand bass fishing. I was tired of. <laughs> Bouncing lead heads on bottom, yeah, on the yeah. bottom and shit. All of our deep water spots weren't biting. We were fucking catching uh, uh, rockfish and shit like this. Yeah. I'm like, this is garbage. It's just garbage. Yeah. And the coast, like Palos Verdes, was not biting. It had mm-hmm. not bit for the, the previous two weeks. It oh, was wow. just not happening. And um, we'd gotten, you know, we'd gotten fairly comfortable with fishing. Uh, Point Furman up to uh, around Rocky Point. We'd we'd gotten you know we'd done it. We do it in the afternoon periodically. Go fish yeah. for a couple hours and go home. So we're pretty comfortable with that. I mean, we could usually figure figure something out. Uh-huh. And um, but it was not biting. I mean, nobody was fishing it because it just sucked. So we were fishing deep water sand bass, thinking that you know we're we're comfortable doing that too. But the, but you know that wasn't biting. So we had I don't know we were bouncing ding donging around Isers, and we had we maybe had three pounds on the boat, four pounds, which means you know we're gonna gonna put the boat on the trailer and go home <laughs> and not wait for anything. Yeah, and 
he goes, you know, he goes, it's we're 20 minutes from Point Furman. We got maybe 40 minutes of fishing and then we can just we can charge there and we could charge into weigh in. And 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 I go, fuck it. Anything's got to be better than this because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm so temperamental yeah. that when fishing sucks and especially in a tournament, I, I'm I'm, I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> I really am. Eric Eric is very uh, good with special yeah. needs. And, and uh, I work in the field of special needs. I really do. And uh-huh. I, at work, I'm on it. But on my days off, I, I'm fucked. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm just, I get, I'm like, fuck, this sucks. I, I, if they're not biting, you know, doing one more drift five feet to the left is not going to make these fish bite different. And Eric is very tactical with that shit. Yeah. Oh, maybe if we approach it this way, maybe if we do it this way. I'm like, oh my God, maybe if you shoot me in the head, <laughs> you're going to have a better day. All right. So, uh, we ran to, we ran to Point Furman and, um, I filled the fucking live well. Wow. It was dynamite. Uh, the first fish, I don't know, was four pounds or whatever. And then the, I think it was the second fish was like an eight, six. Wow. Eight, eight, eight the, the seven inch MC weedless right okay. at the boat. Just everything fucking worked. And I'm like, Eric, get the fucking net. <laughs> and he scoops up about 300 pounds of kelp with the, with the, with the net. Yeah. And then there is this, just this, big square beast of a, of a calico bass. And, and then we just, I just topped it off with a couple of smaller ones and it was a little over 21 pounds. Wow. And uh, it was beautiful. It was That's just awesome. beautiful. Yeah. And then we just ran back to the, to the, uh, to, to the way. And, and I'm like, you know, I had no idea how big the fish was. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I don't know. It was, it was big. It yeah. was just a big fish. And, um, there was, Actually, that wasn't even just a Long Beach event because people were, going, were able to go to Catalina. Okay. And I ended up only getting second place big fish with that because somebody had caught, I think, a nine, I believe, at Rocky Point or a little bit. No, it might have been a little bit bigger. Okay. Eight, eight or whatever. But somebody else caught an eight, three at uh, Catalina and they thought they had big fish. Yeah. So we did not. <laughs> but it was, you know, that was the, that was a really, really special little 30 minute right there. That's cool that you yeah. remember your, your, uh, the tournament more than you remember a big fish. You know what I'm saying? You've caught a bigger fish, but you, you remember the feeling of the, you know what I'm saying? You know, what it is, is, is having, uh, having a really, really shitty, tough start uh-huh. and then being able to kind of just focus and get through it and and make it work mm-hmm. and you know once once i caught that first fish at Furman, i'm like well this, we can catch fish here they're biting and it just that confidence came in and it it goes right down the fishing line to the to the to the hook yeah. I, I believe that yeah. you know like yesterday i fished it and I, and I stunk it up because i had no confidence <laughs> but i believe that's kind of what it is that's part of it and you're able to just kind of refocus awesome yeah that was that was my my best tournament memory for sure and we'll ask you, this is a question to ask everyone. Do you have any good rookie mistakes being a boat owner? Um, the first, yeah, this was, um, I've got a couple, but this was a pretty bad one. Um, when I had my first little Bay Runner, um, I had almost zero electronics on there. And uh, we were taking it out, Mike and I were taking it out uh, shark fishing in the channel on the outside of, in the shipping lanes on the outside of the uh, the rigs. 
And it was about 4.30 in the morning. And, um, you know, it was foggy as shit. We had two five-gallon buckets of frozen chum and uh, all of our shark gear and shit. And the fog was 10 feet off the bow rail. You couldn't see. You know, we were just like putting along there. Uh, I don't know, eight or 10 miles an hour, whatever that boat ran. And we couldn't see anything. It was 4.30, like I said, dark and miserable. And we heard a big horn. And um, we looked, we're like, what the fuck was that? We put it in neutral. What the hell was that? And we looked pretty much straight up and there was a a light and we almost ran into an oil tanker. Oh, so shit. he picked us up. He picked us up on radar, obviously. And oh. that would have been pretty horrible. There's a lot of uh, bad things. I mean, you know, it'd be worse if it was like a, a barge being pulled, because that would have just chopped us in half. Yeah. But, and uh, but uh, that was pretty terrible. But uh, we we have all done the you know the straps left yeah. on the boat, the bilge plug, the batteries dead, yeah, all that yeah. nonsense. Um, that was pretty bad, though. That one you, no one's done. Now, no one's came up with that story you just said. So, that's a good one. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, and I've always, every boating, time I've gone in the fog, I've always been scared to like. Fog is uh, fog. I like driving in the fog in my car. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I I hate it on the ocean. Yeah, I fucking hate fog. I hate fog. I hate rough weather, but fog is worse than rough weather. Yeah. Because like I said, those those barges they they have that big cable that goes in between. That's what always freaks me out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, or, or a ding dong in a, in a sea ray, you know, going <laughs> yeah. 30 miles an hour right across your bow. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've been, I've been hit, uh, fishing Port Wainimi. I was, I was hit by, uh, on the anchor fishing some sand bass spot. I had a sail, we had a sailboat came, came down and I think it was the Estrella was the name of the boat. And it came down and it sideswiped the boat and it just rubbed the, the port side of the boat all the way down. And the guy finally stuck his head up out. He was down in the cabin, probably uh, doing his deal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been hit by boats before. Wow. It, it sucked. Yeah, I you bet. Know? Well, uh, it's cool going over your fishing career. but Yeah, another, let's get away from that shit. <laughs> another big thing we want to touch on is uh, your art. It's amazing. All Thank your you. guys' art is amazing. Charles and, and Justin, you know. Thanks. Like, so we want to kind of talk about art this podcast. So uh, let's talk about how you got into the whole fish art. Because okay. I'm sure you've been drawing your whole life, but uh, more, more focusing on your fish art and how you came about taking that a little more seriously. Um, like I said, my, my time at Save on Tackle, I was there for a few months with, this, uh, with the rod wrapper. His name is Ernie Brooks. And he, I follow him on Instagram now, but he's kind of living out in the desert and... He's just doing his own thing, but he would paint. He would paint these fish paintings, and he did all the original artwork for Braid Offshore Products back in the late 80s. And this guy is, to me, he is the best cartoon fish painter ever that has ever been. This guy is just unbelievable. Thank God he doesn't paint fish anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, you know, he paints other stuff, and it's all just really badass. But he, you know, he's a friendly guy, and and I've talked to him, you know, since the internet's come about. But he, um, I just saw what he was doing, and I'm like, God, this is just the shit. And then, you know, the internet came around, and um, in '90, I started fiddling around with uh, with acrylic paint because that's what he used was Liquitex acrylics. So. Um, 
I started, you know, trying and trying and trying. It took years for me to figure out how to uh, work with acrylics because they um, they dry so fast. And, you know, that's it's something that I really struggled with. And I'm, naturally, I just started painting fish. I mean, and in uh, 98, I finished my first acrylic painting mm-hmm. that my mom still has. And, you know. <laughs> It's a kelp bed with calico bass and sea lions and, you know, it's kind of wildy and it's not what I paint now, but, um, you know, she likes it. Yeah. And uh, every every single element in the painting has the same amount of detail, which is kind of a rookie uh, amateur way of painting. Everything is center stage, which is not what you want the eye to, to do, you know. I think, I didn't go to art school, <laughs> but... Well, you're, you're the sculpin. Yeah. The sculpin on the bottom left corner is the same detail that the sea line is in the upper right corner. I mean, it's whatever, but that's what I was doing. Yeah. And um, then I just, uh, I just kept practicing and kept practicing and drawing. And then, <clears throat> sorry. And then um, uh, I started just painting the doodles that I would do in my sketchbook, and um, they were all really twisted. Mm-hmm. You know, these fish kind of taking up positive and negative space with each other. I call them the fish puzzles. And, um, I, you know, that's kind of where I've been going since then. And I, um, I painted a couple big ones and I put them in a, and I guess this was in 2002. I put them in a, uh, uh, a coffee shop that was down the street from me in Huntington, in Huntington Beach. And um, I put up a price tag that I thought would keep them there, you know. And then I ended up um, getting a call from the coffee shop saying that there was a guy that wanted to buy buy one. And um, I talked to him on the phone and he negotiated down a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I got a thousand dollars for a painting. And that was the first time I was like, Ugh. I was asking twelve hundred. Yeah. But he talked me down to a thousand bucks, and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> now, I bet. now, I mean, for that painting right now, I, I would I would love to have that painting back. But, yeah. um, and then I sold uh, a similar painting, but it was just a you know it was a different a different one, but it was a similar style. Uh, for the same price to a different person in the same coffee shop, like maybe a month later. And um, that got me thinking that, you know, maybe I should really start painting what is really coming from my head and not what I see other artists doing. Uh-huh. And um, I, uh, I've i just been kind of going from there. And then I started reproducing. I was getting something framed and the guy says I should be making prints. So I, I started uh, I started reproducing the artwork, tested it out. And, you know, it it's been going OK. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never tough, seen any of that until Justin showed me how the reproducing works. Because I'm like, dude, how the how am I going to get one of those? He's like, oh, you make you know a copy or something mm-hmm. like, which I have no clue about because I'm you know yeah, that'd be more Justin's deal or Charles, you know. But but that's awesome, man. Yeah, the printing process. Uh, the people that I, I've met in the printing industry for for my style of lame brain is real. They're really difficult for me to deal with. It's just, they're really, really just difficult. Some are really easy. Most of them that I've dealt with, I just, you know, they're computery people. Yeah. And they, you know, and I'm, we'll just do it the way I want it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, you know, it. 
It's really difficult. It's probably me. I'm, I'm pretty awkward. Uh, that goes with like t-shirt printers too. I had the same oh issue. Oh my God. All the Holy time. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just did a t-shirt and uh, it was, I mean, back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Yeah. It's, it's, if you could find a good printer that's Now, is it harder you. printing multiple colors? Like if you try yeah. to grab one of your paintings, how can, yes. you, can you replicate that? Uh, you're never going to make me happy. That's what I'm... Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but, you're never, I'm never going to be... I've never been 100% happy. With I, a shirt printer never, art piece of art. And never. And I would love to find a, a printer that that would... Uh, that could. That could get me in the high 90s. Mm-hmm. I've been in the mid 80s happy at the most, which is pretty good. It's just different. All the... All the, the you know, you... When you when you paint something, all the hours you're putting into it, um, and then you see what they come out with, you're like, well, where's the where's, yeah. the where's the teal? Where's the violet? Yeah, where's where's that little dot? Well, on the, where's, where's, so where's the teal dots on the fucking calico's nose? Right, where's right, that? Right. Oh, that's all gone. That's all blown out. Right, you know, it gets blurred in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, I'm like, well, fuck. But that's the thing is we <laughs> we we made it, so we're we're, yeah. we're familiar with every small part yeah. of it. They yeah. just see one picture. Oh yeah. Just print it. The fucking, the fucking violet that bounces up from a yellowfin tuna's uh, abdomen and right. belly and transient. You know, where's that at? Oh, I don't know. It's part of gray now. That's great. <laughs> do you, now, would you make your shirts? Do you make your artwork for shirts differently due to that? This last one I did. Uh-huh. This last, I did a sheep head and I did a sheep head and a lingard. Oh, I see that. Yeah, that, those are sick. Yeah. And um, again, I was 80% happy. Mm-hmm. I... Um, there's parts where I'm just not, but you know, it's a, it's it's only three colors, and um, I, I'm you know they sold, so I'm happy with that. But I really wish that that uh, they would come out exactly the way I did them. Yeah. I really I really do. Have you talked to anyone that has had them come out that way? There's yeah, you know, um, there's a company in San Marcos, and I'm gonna have to bite the bullet. And just go with them. They're the ones that did the braid T-shirts mm-hmm. that Ernie Brooks uh, painted, and um, they were they were just fucking gorgeous. I mean, the colors and shit, the detail that Ernie would put in there. I'm sure Ernie would probably be saying the same stuff that I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, you know, they're, yeah, yeah. I'm about eighty percent happy. But uh, they were really the most beautiful fishing shirt back in the day and yeah. all of those all of those original paintings and his screens and everything burnt up in a fire oh, Braid, Braid, so yeah Braid had a fire you know 30 years ago 25 years ago and it all burnt up so wow. none, of that's, none of that's left yeah. i have i have a t-shirt and i have a photocopy of the original save on tackle tuna logo which is just epic and I, I mean, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't take 500 bucks for this photocopy. No, I'm it's, sure it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's laminated. It's nice. all fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. 
Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So when you uh, think of a drawing, how do you, or a painting, how do you go about like, if you're going to sit down right here and like, I'm going to paint something today. Do you have like a process? Yeah, I have to have a drawing. I have to have a drawing. Otherwise I'm going to just waste my material, my time. I have to have a drawing and the drawing's got to be, it's usually simple, but it's, it's the way I want it mostly i mean if i go up there and just sit and i have i have you know like the 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 great white shark mm-hmm. painting i just I, I have there um there was no drawing for that i just i drew it with the paintbrush and um i'd make corrections and all that shit but um if i'm in it but that was like painted from a photograph or a couple of photographs yeah but if i'm going to paint one of my my weird paintings um, those are all done with, I draw it out usually with a ballpoint pen mm-hmm. and I sketch it out and, uh, I just kind of model it with that. And, and then I, um, I have it, uh, scanned. I take the, I take it to like Kinko's, have it scanned and then have it blown up and I, um, transfer it to the, the surface that I'm going to paint on, which for the most part in the last few years has just been like wood panels or boxed wood yeah. panels. Cool. Canvas. I mean, I used to do canvas, but I like the wood doesn't flex when you when you hit it with a brush. It's it's good. Easier. Do you do you, do you paint with on wood or, or canvas or? Wood? I, I I've only painted watercolor. I've never. I've only done one acrylic, and that was on a skateboard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a challenge too. You have to rough, rough oh, up the skateboard. I, I I had no idea. I didn't know yeah. you could add water, so I was yeah. using it out of the tube. And some of this shit was so old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It was such a pain I in have, the ass. I have some of my original Liquitex tubes. I was using them last night. That I've had f- since 1996 when I first no started. Yeah, they still work. Wow. I like Liquid Texas. I didn't know you could add water. That, oh, that's, yeah. That's it's amazing. Like, like, yeah. It's so hard. It's like yeah. pushing tar, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to do what you yeah. want. It's so yeah. hard. You look like Bob Ross with a paint knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And so, uh, I mean, you, you have um, so many pieces you've probably done, right? And you were actually in some books? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had uh, one of my paintings, uh, I, I went through a little tiki phase there. Um, um, my, my, my brother was kind of a big influence when, with, with me kind of wanting to become an artist. He passed away in 94, and uh, he lived in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. everything back then in, in the early 90s, tiki this and tiki that. And I, I did a painting called Mana. Um, Kind of, and it kind of symbolizes, you know, my brother. But um, uh, I had a painting of this painting called Mana, and it was picked up by the image was I don't know how this guy found it, but it was part of a uh, a book called uh, Tiki Art Now, and it was it was you know it had a nice little spread there for that for that painting. I thought I was fucking stoked. That that whole tiki culture is. Uh, is so weird to me. They're just so into tiki, man. I mean, Shag <laughs> and, and Mark yeah. Mark Ryden and all these artists that are just really, really just. I, Mark Ryden probably is the one that really got the tiki mm-hmm. movement movement going. I, I don't get it. 
I mean, I, I was, I was on a couple of Tiki websites promoting stuff and I did several paintings and they did, they did well, they were well, well received. It was weird, but, um, um, I just don't get it. They're just, fuck. It's like the rockabilly crowd. They, those yeah, people that just yeah. <laughs> pompadours and all that shit and you know, fink, 800 dollars. Oh, that rat fink. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I, I love Ed Roth, but I have yet to draw a rat fink. I have, I have one of, my dad has it. Um, my cousin babysit his kids or his grandkids, oh, wow. and he drew one for my dad. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah so my dad's weighing. I have a cousin. You guys are into airbrush at all? I, I, I took an airbrush class from, oh. from in uh, the mid-90s. Okay. I mean, I've, I've, got air, I've got 10 airbrushes. I suck at it. That's why I, <laughs> I forced myself to learn how to use a paintbrush. My cousin's husband's really big. Uh, his name's Steve Van Diemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Steve Van Diemen. Yeah, so that's yeah. My, my cousin's husband. He gave me yeah. airbrushes to... Nice. To paint my lures with, but I suck ass at it. So <laughs> yeah. he gave my dad the tiki stuff. My dad has like yeah. a little bar and he made him like a tiki thing and another. He used to do refrigerators. He still does. Yeah. He does this cool, uh, like old World War II, like tanks and stuff. Yeah. He's got a shop like where he works. This guy like has this whole warehouse and he restores all the old, like they'll have like a gas station there and he restores the gas station. Whoa. It's so cool. Yeah. That's no, awesome. that guy's yeah. a, a fucking master at flames and yeah, eye walls and just fucking gorgeous stuff with an airbrush yeah i didn't know any of that until yeah. i got into airbrush like i went to that west coast airbrush you know? oh yeah oh, that's yeah a good start. Start. I, yeah. I go there and i'm like hey do you guys know my cousin they're like who i'm like steve van demon oh yeah like, they're like sure mexican guy i'm like i walk back there he goes <laughs> hey he screams and i'm like yeah, yeah see it's my cousin <laughs> was that was that <laughs> was that dave uh dave monig at, at coast coast airbrush? i don't know who it was but i used to go i go in there sometimes to get like thin yeah for, because I'm like, dude, I feel like with airbrushing, it's like with lures I'm talking about, of course, mm-hmm. it'll be like one day I'll be having it down with the everything. Yeah. And then the next day, it just spraying shit everywhere. And I'm oh, like, yeah. The suck, man? They're super tempered. I, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I, I have full eye waters. Yeah. I took I a class in 1995 by, yeah. by this artist named Noah, who uh-huh. is probably the best airbrush artist I've ever seen. Wow. The guy just crushes it. And I took this 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 uh, weekend class, and um, I practiced, practiced, practiced. I did a bunch of murals at work, and they suck. <laughs> I mean, they're okay. People that don't know how to paint at all, they say, "Oh, those are great," but not, it was not to your standard. No, no, it was so yeah. the, the airbrush is so uncomfortable that my hand, my my right hand would go numb, my fingers would go numb because oh. I'm pressing the trigger and pulling it back. It's so foreign, and I I taught myself a paintbrush because I sucked at airbrushing so bad. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I still have them, and I, you know, you just don't I, mess with them. No, I, I use them for glazing every once in a while. Yeah. If I want to make a puffy cloud, I'll, I'll use it. But I suck at it. <laughs> That's cool. Is there's so many different aspects of art? Yeah, know? like yes, and Justin. Such you guys a, do watercolors and stuff. I don't know how the hell you guys do that. Justin, yeah, I told. Yeah, I use acrylic ink. Oh, you do? Like, yeah, the it's Dr. Like a layer. liquid Dr. acrylic. The, yeah, like uh, Dr. Martin's or FWs. Or, oh yeah, okay, the, yeah, yeah, Doc Martin's. The, yeah. Uh, Bombay, the India ink. Oh yeah, I've got them. I tried that shit last year. To me, it's the same as difficult as watercolor. How you guys do it? Yeah, Amadeo helped me a lot. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was bugging the shit out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've ta- super I've, nice. I've, I've, I've talked to him a bunch about stuff, and and the guy's very, very. He's a really educated artist. Yeah, he really, really is. Really, you, good, can, you can see it in his work. Exactly. Yeah, from pencil to digital anything, to oils, anything. Yeah, that guy crushes really it. But he's yeah. really cool too. Yeah. He gave me tons of advice. He's, he really helped me. Yeah, figure it out. 
And is that who? Who is that? I'm sorry. Amadeo Amadeo Bachar. A Bachar on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. Really, yeah, really, really good guy too. Awesome. He's like he's a, a fucking like anatomy fish anatomy <laughs> illustrator. Yeah, he does teacher. a lot of science. He has stuff like I National mean, Geographic. Oh yeah, stuff. Every, everything of, he does is is. You just look at it and you go, holy shit, that's it. But it's it's made out of paint. <laughs> it's it's a photograph. Yeah. The guy's unbelievable. Really, really yeah. good. Beautiful art composition, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you have a favorite fish you like to paint? Uh, you know, Charles and I probably, I've never really talked to him about it, but I think a sheephead, I think a sheephead is like, yeah. I, lo- I fucking love, she- I love the way they look. I love to fucking draw. I, I mean, Painting them is not as fun because the red scales and shit like that kind of suck. Red is, is not a great color to paint with, I don't think. But um, I just love the fucking goofy look. And I, yet, they yeah. to me, they seem like the most intelligent fish there is because I think they, they have like logic or something. When they're, when they're looking around the reef, looking to eat a, a crab or a lobster, oh, it doesn't look right, you know. And, <laughs> but they're probably just, you know, they're... Probably just, uh, uh, they're probably very dumb. I don't know. But they look to me like they would be intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. But a sheephead, a sheephead or a lingcod is probably my favorite. favorite. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Lingcods look crazy, man. I fucking love lingcod, man. <laughs> they're just, they, they're, they're like the mako shark of bottom fish. Yeah. They're just fucking pissed at you. And they'll, they don't give a shit if the boat's there. They'll, you know, <laughs> anything that holds onto a fish for 300 feet. Yeah. Dude, and, yeah. and it comes to the boat and it's waiting for you to throw it back so it can eat eat the fish. Or it will pull, will hold onto the fish as you bring it into the boat. Right. That's a badass fish. <laughs> He's a, the fucking pit bull of the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a bad, and they're fun to fish for. Those things are. I never caught one. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. You, need, you need to go to. They're those, delicious too. They're, oh, yeah. Those are the best. Yeah. They're the best. You like to still go, you go rock fishing a lot? Still? That's, that's, I don't really care much about fishing right now, except I want to fish shallow water cod. I, I, you know, I just don't really, I'm just not into it right now. Yeah. But I want to fish shallow water cod with a bass rod and a, and a, an eight inch slug on a lead head. That's my yeah. favorite way to fish. You do, do you like do that? Know how to like fish shallow water cod? Like, well, like, I mean, spots you didn't know, and are you just yeah, no, no, no. I, I, spots Eric, Eric is the, the captain of the boat, he does all the spots, all that shit. Yeah. And, um, I expect him to put me on the fish every, every drift. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I get bummed when I get down 90 feet or whatever. And he goes, Oh, fuck, I missed the spot. We're off by, you know, six inches. And he'll move the boat, and I got to wind back up, and I complain the whole time. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I mean, I no, I don't know the spots. I mean, I yeah. know, I kind of know the spots, but I'm not the I'm not the fucking oh this the current's going the wrong direction for this spot <laughs> in 300 feet of water, 200 feet of water, whatever it is. Eric is, you know, he's he's the one with that. I mean, you talk to him. You know how he is. <laughs> he's super funny. Yeah. He's a, mo- he's a, he's a fucking monster. I was going to ask you, with, like, your style, like, influence-wise, I mean, we brought up Roth and stuff, but, I mean, is it, like, Robert Williams or um, the lowbrow stuff? Yeah, yeah. Of? I like I like all that. I like all that cartoon surrealism. I like yeah. um, Todd Shore a lot. Yeah. Ray Troll. Is yeah. right up there with Ernie Brooks, uh, like like the nicest fish guy on the net is Ray Troll. I think the guy's just super supportive of other other artists. He's up in Alaska, um, 
But I like uh, Todd Shore, um, Greg Simpkins. You know, Crayola is yeah. just a, a fucking god when it comes to cartoon surrealism. Um, who else is just a, a big one with me? Um, Robert Williams. I, I like Robert Williams stuff. He's got the visions that are just you know, in technique with oil paints. If you've ever seen a, an original Robert Williams painting, I've been, I've been to a couple of his shows and he had one at the Huntington Beach Art Center mm-hmm. and he had this, uh, he had a, uh, this, I forget the title of the painting, but it was something about a sock puppet. And it's, I don't, it's like an eight foot painting and there's just a gigantic uh, sock puppet in the foreground of the painting. And each weave the the the, paint, the sock puppet's made out of yarn, and each brush stroke is 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 just one strand of yarn. And the you step back ten feet, and it just looks like it's weaved. Dude. It's fucking three dimensional, beautiful. And then you get next to it, and it's just big, sloppy, greasy uh, brush strokes, which is shows true confidence. Yeah. That guy is fucking hitting it, <laughs> and he's like, "This is I know what I'm doing, and I'm fucking hitting that that this canvas." Because I know exactly what, how it's going to come out. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you you guys use, you know, you're you're technical with your with yeah. your with your work. It, to me, I'm stressing. I'm not relaxed when I'm painting. I'm like, yeah. you know, making sure everything's like perfect. <laughs> but if you get to that point where you can just like boom, 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 it's like effortless. because you know, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I, I would I would like to get to that sense. point. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, like Bob Bob Ross is when he's painting a tree or or uh, a mountain. <laughs> That he's painting. I mean, people can laugh about that guy, but he has inspired more artists than around anybody. the world than anybody. Yeah. He yeah. gets little ladies in nursing homes to to try just to be creative and to get out of their wheelchair and paint, ah, which crazy. is pretty pretty fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the guy just like, oh well, you know, it's a fun cloud. Oh, that's not a cloud anymore. Now it's a rock. <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah. That's so, a, how long does it usually take you to paint a piece? Um, I'm getting quicker. But uh, I put in like the 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 last painting, the painting right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was probably thirty hours. You know, it was about thirty hours. That's wow. I, I that size, that's pretty good. I time myself now. I have a I have a uh, to have any kind of discipline with with my art and to keep track for pricing. Um, I have to. I set an egg timer. Um, in the in the my studio and my I, have, I rent a separate garage from our studio, mm-hmm. and um, I set a timer. And every time a fuck it, it dings, I get up, I write down one hour on a piece of uh, masking tape on a, on a board, and then I keep track of every single one. So um, that last one there, the the one with the black background, that's the one I'm working on right now. That's so and, cool. Um, yeah, I can explain it. It's really weird. But um, I would have to get up to go. That yellowfin calico is Yeah, if you want to grab it. Would you mind? No, go ahead. Okay, hold on a second. Look at the bass with the <laughs> yellowfin colors. I was going to tell you, it's a trip. Kevin's uh, uncle, mm-hmm. he has a bunch of originals from uh, Robert Hank? Williams. Oh, oh really? Coop. Yeah. Really? He yeah. used to, he used to, our friend Kevin, his uncle, uh, I know. He had a record company called Sympathy for the Record. Oh, Sympathy for the yeah, Record yeah, Industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's um, that's our friend's uh, uncle. Yeah. Dude, that John. guy, John, John, Long John, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got his documentary. <laughs> yeah, that's my friend's uncle, or like, well, a friend of ours. We yeah. grew up with him. That's our friend uh, Kevin. Did you see the documentary on him? Mm-mm. It's called. Uh, 
walking through the gift shop or something like that, that is fucking that is something to not get. exit through the gift exit shop. through the gift shop have you seen that yeah 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 that's uh and it's like a lot about todd shore and, and all that yeah because he he's yeah. A, that guy's a huge collector of uh, yeah, lowbrow he, art yeah yeah big time so i'm gonna videotape this one if you don't mind are you <laughs> oh god well that way i can <laughs> do it up as a, <laughs> gotta show that yeah. anyways so this is uh this is the underpainting of a fish but uh-huh. this is a sketch that i did when i was on vacation i was sitting by the pool drinking beer and I'm just drawing with a ballpoint pen in my sketchbook. And I'm taking my fish just out of my brain. This was, this was actually drawn from a photograph of a calico bass. So it's a calico bass, but I put yellowfin tuna patterns on it. Super cool. And this is some kind of a shark, but I put the wolf eel markings on it. I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's got like a, it's got, I think it's a wabagong or one of those bottom sharks kind of a teeth pattern. But then I put the, the mackerel pattern there and this is, I don't know, some kind of purple fish. Well, what's this? I like that perspective I don't, on that. Um, this is three quarter view. Yeah, I love this that. This is his next eye. He had a big tooth hanging here for the original sketch, but I didn't like that. So I'm going to do some other teeth pattern. I don't know what color is going to be, but it's got, it has to, it has to, Complement these colors here. Was it drawn from a specific species, though, or no. are you just drawn a fish? No, I'm just drawing. I'm That's just cool. doodling. Yeah. I'm just doodling. Like this. This is obviously a mahi mahi or right. dorado, and I'm thinking about doing it uh, with the pattern and color of a spotted bay bass. Nice. Oh, so, cool, so I don't. Man. I you know don't fucking quote me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. That's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So I, I work from the background, and then this, this of course background needs to be finished. But, um, you know, I don't know. This is where I'm at right now with it. And when you're doing this, you're just thinking, oh, I'm going to change the color of this. Yeah, well, the just... color, you know, um, the color has got to... Uh, hold on one second. The the colors, you have to... That's one thing that I, I've learned mm-hmm. is the colors have to complement each other. If you don't, um, I can show you several examples in my previous work uh-huh. where I wasn't thinking about that when I was painting. And I put two colors that are too close together on the color wheel, and they just don't look right. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you, yeah. when you're doing tattoos, stuff has to, it has to pop well, next to each other. Different because tattoo, you have to know what the finished product looks like before you even start. Right. Painting, you get Holy like, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Painting, you could, you could just kind of get lost in it, and like, you know, some things just happen on accident. It's super cool, yeah. you know, but... <laughs> but tattooing is totally... You can't do that with tattooing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. There's plenty of accidents with tattoos. I've got two. Ta- I've got three tattoos, and only two of them show. And uh, the first tattoo was a symbol of Mexican pride, I believe is what it was. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a bird holding a snake. I think it's not like... Is that like La Raza? Eagle, I think it's, it's part a, of the flag. I think it's an eagle, right? Holding a snake. Oh, yeah. Is that La Raza? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Anyways, yeah. Anyways, uh, I was I was twenty one. I was twenty one. Nineteen eighty eight. Fuck off. In nineteen eighty eight, my brother, my my brother never had a nickel to his name, but I was I was you know I was working at Save on Tackle, so I was getting like one hundred and forty bucks every two weeks or every week, whatever it was. So I was like, woohoo! Dude, I was probably eight years old walking in there at that. Yeah. He, anyways, and he always wanted tattoos. You know, he was always into the punk scene and shit like that. He yeah. just wanted tattoos, and I'm like, "Well, fuck you! I'm going to beat you and get a tattoo." So I was taking a nap 
and I fucking just woke up impulsively and I went down to Twilight Fantasies in oh, um, is it Anaheim or Buena Park or something mm-hmm. like that? Anaheim. And Carrie I, Barbas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just pointed to some piece of flash on the wall and I think <laughs> it was forty five dollars. Score. Oh yeah, I yeah. miss those days when people would point to the wall. No, no. <laughs> I wish this fucking Hessian would just would have said, "Hey, son, why don't you back up? Why don't you get the skull? You know, get the skull or something. You know, <laughs> uh, whatever. You know, oh, tattoos are not my thing, anyways. I, you know, just yeah. I just it was horrible. It was just fucking horrible. Forty five minutes, forty five dollars, and uh, I picked something. Bad, and it, it took me a little while uh, until until I kind of figured it out. But whatever, hey, La Raza, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Trump. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's shit. awesome. Yeah. Oh, great. Man. But yeah, different approach. Don't total different approach to tattooing. You can't, huh? you can't really compare painting and tattooing. Totally yeah. different approach. Yeah, I at least I don't know how you guys do it. You know, um, we trace. <laughs> well, yeah, but okay, but then you, but you come up with, you come up with ideas. Uh, say you want this, you want this, and that you want this. I mean, you don't. You have your your drawing that you draw. Say, I want a calico bass and kelp and some fucking you know senorita that, fish. That's right. You, get you lucky, have to. You go. Oh, that's okay. really lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. those requests. Yeah. yeah. Um, or they want a fucking car. Yeah, well, if they want a car, I'm not the guy. I'll tell them straight up. You want a car, you want a building, you want geometric shit. Yeah. Any, like, anything where it's, it's kind of more, more drafting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd, be the, I'd tell them to pound sand. Yeah, too. you know, I'm not, I just, yeah. you know what, I'm, I'm not the guy. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, we, we, you, you, every day you get a different kind of request. Every single day you're doing something totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get used to... Digging for reference and, or, you know, just figuring out how to put shit together real quick. Especially mm-hmm. when you, I started in a street shop. It was no appointments. It's just whoever walks up and, and you got to figure it out. You know, it's, yeah. that's part of the job. But part of figuring it out is knowing what it's going to look like when it's finished. You know, yeah. you, you, there's no guesswork. I have lots of guesswork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I co- I painting, that, that, that's the luxury of painting. Co- and if yeah. it's wrong, you can paint over it. Tattoo, yeah. you don't have that luxury. That's... I cover shit up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that painting right there, there's uh, the second Hammered Mary underneath it. Oh, it no was, shit. That was almost finished. And I didn't like it. And I fucking, I mean, I spent 20 hours on that fucking oh. thing. Oh, man. It was octopuses and all kinds of, you know, fucking wolfie on the bottom. It was, it, but I'm like, this is looking like dog shit to me i fucking put the gesso on top and i i put a new sketch on top of it so i yeah you can't Uh, do that that with humans though no dude have 20 hours no i um you know that um which one is it uh that that calico bass with the yellow tuna pattern there's a red lingcod uh underneath that i'll show you a picture of that Um, (laughs) you didn't like it no it's not up to the standards of the rest of the painting and i you know, I started, I started, uh, once I got the, the Wolfiel shark done and then I got the macro done, I'm like, these, these ones are looking pretty tight. That one looks like crap. So I just fucking painted over it and, um, you know, it needed to be done and I'm happy. I'm happy that I did, but it's, uh, here he is right here. So that's the, that's the red link that's underneath there. Oh, wow. And it's just not that good. You know, 
It's not good. I yeah, there is a good cover. It's up. better. It's a good it cover. It looks better, yeah, right? Cover it does up. look better. Yeah, yeah so I like there it. you go. I like the cover the is better. Yeah, and the colors I really like. That's super cool. Yeah, uh, the elephant part. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it'd be next to those purples too. Yeah, I hope. I hope that. Uh, I, I mean, it's not going to sell. I'm not going to sell the original. Mm-hmm. I hope that people like it and they kind of get where I was going with this because I'm taking fish and i'm just tweaking them i I was doing a lot more realistic fish for the last few years and people seem to really like that Mm -hmm. but i'm kind of not into that that much i like to kind of tweak things up a little bit so um i hope people like it you know do you do you have people message you if they want like a piece or do you put them up anywhere? Or is it kind I, of like... I put them up on, on Facebook and on Instagram. And <laughs> okay. that's, I mean, I used to do all the trade shows. I used to do the Body Art Expo in Pasadena. Uh-huh. And I did it in San Francisco. And wow. I did uh, tattoo shows in Reno. My first one was Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but that was like 2004, March. Okay. I had to go through snow to get to my first tattoo show. <laughs> uh, but I met great friends there. So. Yeah, I definitely... Um, and I just stopped doing. I stopped doing shows altogether. Just a few, probably five years ago. Really? Yeah, I got really burnt out on it. Really, really burnt out, and um, it's just a lot of work. It so is. I just do. I just do. I sell through uh, the internet, my fa- my my Facebook account or my my Instagram, and then uh, my website. It seems like it's easier just to do it that way now. It is, too. and I I don't I. I don't want to do it. I, I just, you know, yet I still work the Fred Hall show pretty much every year for MC swim baits. Yeah. So I'm still there working. Mm-hmm. I'm not making any money, but I'm helping my buddy out. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's still good. Cause I, I still like, feel like I'm part of the fishing community. So, yeah. um, but I just, the, the selling, schlepping my own artwork at, at shows, people spilling beer at the fucking tattoo shows, people <laughs> spilling beer on my paintings oh, and they're all drunk. I mean, You've been, you've, be, you guys have been to the shows. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. been to tattoo shows. Oh, yeah. It's a different crowd than Total Fred Hall. Diff- yeah, it is. It's different. It is. It is. And, you know, God it's bless them. sloppy, more sloppy they're, people. Yeah, they just, they, they, I think the beers are probably half the price that they are than compared to Fred Hall. How much but, is a beer at Fred Hall? Uh, they're all, I, I, I don't know. Like $15. 15 bucks. 15 bucks yeah. for a beer. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, I used to, and, and, and Friday night, you see these guys who are wasted. It's like, yeah. fuck, it's been 100 bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> a couple hundred bucks to get drunk. My save on tackle days, we would go there and I would go with 20 bucks and I would leave hammered. I'd eat, you know, two of the hot dogs for a dollar and just drink fucking beer. And I, they were like four bucks back then. Yeah. I'd be, you know, for anymore, a kid, huh? I'd have three or four beers and I'm done. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm puking in a trash can. So. <laughs> You know, no, now it's like one beer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of money. I'm oh, it is. I'm yeah, it's expensive. This year. Well, you know, you know for, oh, you're yeah. it. It's for, awesome. For a vendor, oh, you're going to, oh, yeah, if you've you never been, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's overwhelming. <laughs> just so, I think that's where I, I met you. Yeah. 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 We, you know, I think we probably talked on Bloody Decks back and forth. You know, he'd post up artwork. I'd post up artwork, but I think it was probably Fred Hall. Was I think Fred Hall. Yeah. That one I missed. I wanted to do the Angler's Marine, the Bassathon. Oh yeah, I that one was cool. They've they, done it for a couple of years they now. They still have that. They, it's the last two years they, they have haven't had done it. No, I missed the the last. The last one gonna, they did was two years ago. Yeah, I was going to go to that one. I never went because it had like some swim baits that were like. It just, that was always yeah, a good show. It yeah. was always cool stuff. But really Fred, small, but just loaded. Fred Hall, though, I heard it's like the, it's the it's overwhelming. Like, yeah. And Fred, every year I go, even when I worked it when i had a booth i would always warm around there's always stuff that you didn't see you yeah, walk around yeah, the whole thing yeah. and then someone's like oh i got this here like 
where the fuck was that? I didn't see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's 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 overwhelming, man. It's yeah. fun though. I, it's just like everything fishing all in one yeah. roof, and you, I don't know. It's got this energy to it. I love it. And I think every, the first everyone time I went, loves the same thing that's there. Yeah. Right? I mean, everyone loves yeah. fishing. Well, everyone loves fishing. Yeah. And it's you know? just yeah. like it's you got cool. that one thing. Yeah. You that yeah, I love that show. It's fun. Even working it was fun. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I um I did I did I did enjoy parts of it, but there's other parts where I was just like oh, I'm fucking dreading it because it's gonna be long hours. It's long. And you know, it's just hard on the legs, man. It really is. is. You gotta get the, the padded floor. Yeah. I, everyone told me, dude, trust me, get I'm like, it's, all right, yeah, so I got it, dude. By the end of day five, it's it's amazing how how much of a toll just selling t-shirts and talking to people for I five bet. days takes your thighs were blown out God. and talking and talking, oh, just talking. Talk. Yeah, yeah oh your voice, voice is gone, gone. your voice is gone yeah. Yeah. Dude. that's yeah. the only time I've ever lost my voice is working the Fred Hall and then, and then breaking down everybody wants to get the fuck out of there I had a good uh, you, had yeah, you're by the door man. I was right by the door and my my main display was like a six foot cart that was empty on the inside I could fill it with shit and then pack everything else on top and just Push two right trips out. to the truck boom yeah. out yeah I was always first one it gone. was hard right I, by the door too it was cool Paintings had to wrap up in blankets oh, and boxes you, yeah. and shit. Yeah. Lights and oh, fuck that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got fucking... You had a little... Uh, you had it set up with an easel and everything. Oh, yeah, but I had I had pro panels, you know, that are like professional grade display yeah. panels for artists and shit. I have them. And, you know, if I ever, you know, maybe when I retire, I'll go start doing art shows or art fairs or whatever yeah. and do them. They're not going to go bad. Yeah. But right now, fuck that. <laughs> no. No. I bet, man. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You got kids too? No. No, no kids. kids. No That's kids, That's, yeah. No. The kids right there, huh? The babies are sitting You know, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I did street fairs and shit at uh-huh. Huntington Beach once a week. I was doing five or six shows a month at, at, at some point during the summer, during like the the uh, really busy seasons. I was just fucking killing myself with shows. Damn. But, you know, it was good until, yeah. until I got tired of it. And then, yeah. then you know, Facebook came around. And I'm like, this is... I get people messaging me for posters and shit. And it was just better. Yeah. It was just better. A lot easier, right? But it was yeah. good. To, I think it was good... Just being that hungry and learning that way, you know. Yeah, you 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 had to put you had to pay your dues. You had to put in the groundwork first. Yeah, you know, th- we were you were talking about getting young people into drawing and 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 stuff. Um, they have the world's available now. It's because, great. Yeah, because yeah. you can contact with artists that you and I had no access to. Never. Um, yeah, it's and amazing. a lot of them will fucking email They'll you reply. back. Yeah. yeah, you could actually talk. Yeah, to them. getting a hold of someone. Yeah, nowadays oh, is it's way yeah, yeah, so cool. Yeah. You'd have to, I mean, I was looking up artists that I, I like just to say I could, you know, maybe reference inspiration and things like that. And there's, I mean, you know, three quarters of them are dead. Right. And, and the artists now that, that, are, that are popular people, if some kid, you know, that's like a spotted bay bass fishing, he would message you on Facebook. Right. Or he'd message you on Instagram. Yeah. And you're going to answer them. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's cool that that's an option now. It is. It is. Do you know who uh, Tom Waters is? Yeah, I know Tom Waters. Yeah. I can't find any. Do you know that poster he did of the kelp forest? Um, not really. Which one is it? it it's, it's, it's just a kelp forest and it has like all the species of kelp. It's so well done. Like, there's, yeah. it's so well done. It was really inspirational to me. My buddy had it. I took a picture of it. I can't find it anywhere. 
I found it online. It's like a hundred fifty pixel picture, so you can't. Oh, you know, it's it's yeah. But he, man, that guy is. He did. He did, good. Art, he did artwork for uh, fish, fish trap. trap. Fish yeah, trap. he did all yeah. the fish trap stuff. Yep. But yep. I can't find anything on the guy. Um, I can't find. I mean, nothing. You know, I think. I think it was probably ten years ago. The last time I saw it. Yeah. I, I think he had a website, or he had some. There was some kind of a. Um, you know, some kind of a link that showed him in his studio, really? and things like that. Yeah, I've never. It's found been years. Anything it's on it's that been guy. years and yeah, years I've... since I even. You know, I don't know. Maybe if anyone hears this and they know about him, yeah, drop me a line. I, I really, yeah, well, I really to... want that poster of the kelp forest. It's fucking killer. It's you so looked good. on eBay and all that. Shit. I looked everywhere <laughs> possible, and I and every once in a while I'll just randomly look like where's Tom yeah. Water stuff. Yeah, I mean he's so good. I can't I can't understand why I can't find any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. um... I wish I could find fucking Ernie Brooks work. Yeah. I, w- I wish, you know, but it just doesn't exist. His, his, uh, his stuff was just unbelievable. I, I, I remember seeing some of the Braid stuff. I, I don't oh know, my I God, man. I, I've talked to Dennis Braid about it, about, uh, about Ernie and about his work. And at the shows, you know, I, I've run into to Dennis and talked to him and, um, he's like, yeah, he's living out there in the desert somewhere doing his own thing. And, I'm like this is a guy that just he could he could be crushing it right now. Could own it, but yeah. he's just he's just not. He's kill. He's he likes that hot, dry ass weather. I guess <laughs> you know. But he but he's doing you know now. I mean he's doing metal engraving. He's yeah. just done all kinds of just stuff. And he picks something up and he's just the, the best at it right off the bat. Yeah, one guy of those guys. Yeah, oh my god, I hate those guys. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I struggle with everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it's been a great podcast, a nice long one, too. Cool. Um, we appreciate having you on. Uh, where can people see your artwork? Uh, where can they buy it or your shirts, too? Um, on Facebook, it's just Matt Koch on Facebook. There's, I believe, there's a, my image is a cartoon link card. And then on Instagram, it's Fish Painter. Okay. And uh, I was lucky enough to get that one early Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So it's just Fish Painter, one word. And then my website is uh, fishheadart.bigcartel.com. Okay. That's where you could purchase. Shirts, too? Shirts, yeah. I'm out of extra large. Okay. I'm almost out of... I've only got a couple large. I only ordered a handful, like okay. uh, 10 of each size, and XLs went quick. Okay. And, but the double XLs, if you wash it and you dry it on high, becomes an XL. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how I got mine. <laughs> so... And, and uh, people that, that, that did buy it, I do appreciate it. Anybody that spends artwork or spends money on artwork is is doing me a, a big solid because um, I I buy artwork, you know, when I can, and it's 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 you know it's not a necessity; it's a luxury. It's a luxury. And I, yeah. I appreciate people that do that. Yeah, definitely, and yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Thank you. And Charles, where they where could check you out at? Uh, tattooed on Instagram. Okay. And uh, your shop, if they wanted to get to Oh, shop is Shogun Tattoo. That's on Instagram, too. Uh, shop's located in Pasadena. Great. I just like that there's a there's an artist out there that specializes in, in sport fish. It's rad. <laughs> yeah, it's rad. Yeah. yeah, he's thoroughly into it. He knows what a barracuda looks like. <laughs> he knows what, you know, yellowfin and calicos. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And then if you guys want to come uh, see the co-host, where, where can they see you at? Trigger Happy Tattoo in La Habra. There you go. And nice. What's your... Uh, Personal Instagram. Instagram, it's uh, Ninja1980. Ninja1980. So N-I-N-J-1980. There you go. 
Nice. So uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. Super yeah. fun podcast. Thank you for having me. Part of the New Year's of podcasts. We made it through last year. Yeah, so. yeah. Congrats. Thanks, guys. All right. See you next Great. podcast.